Hey, y'all. Thank you for joining Origin Gates' daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. My name is Parker Thomaston, and I'm so honored to share this insight of the day. Today, I want to talk to you about creation, and I'm excited to, to share my heart about creation and us being creators, because the more that I engage this revelation, the more it produces life within me. So I want to ask a question. Have you ever started a process and you realize that you missed a step along the way? Um, I've had this happen countless times, to be honest, where you've got to kind of retrace your steps and go back and and fix something, right? Um, But there's one time in particular where I felt like I was really doing a good job um, assembling this gift that my in-laws had purchased for my children for Christmas. Uh, So of course it was Christmas Eve, Believe it or not, here in Mobile, Alabama, it was cold and rainy and wet, and uh, and I'm in the backyard trying to put this trampoline together that has this large safety net. It's got this incredible swing that attaches to the side uh, that comes off. And it just, you know, I'm envisioning all the incredible memories that we're going to be able to create on this trampoline, watching the boys jump and have a good time and pushing them in the swing and different things like that. But uh, I had apparently put the cart before the horse because the first step was to assemble this thing, this million-piece trampoline set uh, that was shipped to our door uh, from Becky's loving parents. And um, and it has actually been a blessing once I finally was able to put this thing together. But I get, you know, a part, a part of the way through, you know, maybe... I'm on probably what would have been step 45, but of course, being a man, you know, the first thing that I did was push the instruction manual to the side and said, I have no use for this. And so uh, I started putting it together my way, you know, just looking at the box, assuming that this is where the pieces connect. So I put this thing together, and as I as I pull one of the springs to the frame, the frame immediately like buckles. It turned inside out, you know, and, and twisted up. And I'm just sitting there thinking, what have I done wrong, you know? And so I, I go back and look at the instruction manual, and, and it says if you get to this step and your frame um, is incapable of supporting the, the fabric that attaches to the springs, please disassemble everything that you've done and go back because more than likely you've connected the frame, you know, incorrectly. And so I had to disassemble uh, this trampoline probably, you know, 45 minutes to an hour's worth of effort um, and and (laughs) go back and and retrace my steps and get to a point to where I can correct the mistake in order to move forward. Um, it's, It's kind of one of those things that in the middle of that process, you realize that you have missed a step. And as Yahweh has called us to become creators, um, it's it's just because we are of Him, and He's the ultimate creator. And so uh, it's, you know, going through this process as you progress in your relationship with Him, never be afraid to identify when things are incomplete or they're unsettled because you will never be able to build something of of longevity, of sustainability upon an improper foundation. So set yourself to, to see not only what needs to change, but how you're able to change it. So 
As I begin to engage the creation of this universe, I have also recognized that Yahweh has called for me to be a creator. So he asked the question, Parker, are you creating? And and my obvious reply was absolutely, yes, you know. And so it's the follow-up questions that usually stump me. And he said, how are you creating? And so I replied, you know, Yahweh, everything that you created in Genesis 1, you spoke into existence. Not everything. We'll get into it a little bit later in this um, in our time together today. But but it's you know my 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 thought was that you know Yahweh spoke things into existence. So as I frame my world with my words, I am creating. But Yahweh replied and said that everything that I spoke into existence was designed to be governed, and that which I formed and breathed into, which He was talking about, you and I were designed to be the governors. We are designed to be the ones uh, that are are in a position in a seat of authority. So I was recently reminded that I've been in survival mode for far too long. And in order for me to possess all that Yahweh has for me, it first begins in my mind. So Yahweh is full of grace, he's full of mercy, and he continues to cover us as we go for it. So let's let's go for it, right? Let's possess all that Yahweh has prepared for us to possess. So I want to look at Genesis chapter 1. We're probably going to start around verse 26. Prior to this, Yahweh began to say, let there be, let there be, let the earth bring forth, let there be, let there be. And so verse 26, the narrative kind of changes. Yahweh said, let us make man in our own image after our own likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So Yahweh created man in his own image. In the image of Yahweh, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And Yahweh blessed them and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply, replenish the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. And Yahweh also said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for meat into every beast of the earth every fowl of the air every creeping thing upon the earth wherein there is life i have given every herb for meat and it was so yahweh saw everything that he made and behold it was very good you and i are very good and the evening and the morning were the sixth day so genesis chapter 2 says this Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, all the host of them. And on the seventh day, Yahweh ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all that he had made. And Yahweh blessed the seventh day, and he sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which Yahweh created and made. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord Yahweh made the earth and heavens. So it it goes on to talk about some pretty incredible things. And then later we see um, that Adam and Eve were approached by the serpent in the garden. I don't want to get into any of that today. What I want to get into is that the very 
first thing that Yahweh did before he began creation was that he hovered over the face of the waters. It never says that he stopped. So when Yahweh began to hover over the face, I've heard Sir Ian Clayton talk about the brooding of how he vibrated over the face of the deep. But there were three things that Yahweh did. First, he saw then he formed, and then he breathed. And so I want to I just touch on these things quickly. Um, I'll, I'll share a study with you from the University of Houston on retaining information. And according to these results, we remember only 10% of what we read. However, we remember 20% of what we hear. We remember 30% of what we see. of what we see and hear, 70% of what we discuss, 80% of what we experience, and 95% of what we teach. So I think that it's pretty safe to assume that the more that we engage, the more likely we are to accomplish what we've engaged. So this word see, it means to perceive by the eye, and your perspective is always relative to your position. So not only do we have a responsibility to recognize the right thing, but also a responsibility responsibility to be positioned in the right place. So why is what you see important? Well, in Matthew chapter 6, we see this. The lamp is the body of the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? Have you ever been around someone that is determined to be upset? or angry, or offended, um, you know, it's, it's almost like they have a lens that they are seeing every situation that they are able to perceive through that lens of offense. Um, they're going to find something wrong. If you're looking for, for something wrong in a, in a church, in a family, in an individual, I promise you you're going to find it. But if you're looking for something right, I promise you that you're going to find that as well. The body, you know, the lamp of the body is the eye we see here. So if the eye is good, your your body is going to be full of light. Ezekiel chapter 2 verse 1 says, Now the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, you dwell in the midst of a rebellious house, which has eyes to see but does not see, and ears to hear but does not hear, for they are a rebellious house. Um, there are so many mysteries here about how can you how can you have eyes to see but not see? How can you have ears to hear and not hear? Just because you've been given the tools doesn't mean that you've been given permission to access these things. Matthew chapter 13 verse 16 says, But blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. Hallelujah. For assuredly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desired to see what you see and did not see it and to what you and to hear what you hear and did not hear it. So so that's what what we see 
about literally what we are um, what we are able to see, what is made available for us to see. So Yahweh, he first saw, and then he formed, right? So let's look at this form. It means to shape or mold into a certain state. So this is what framing looks like. You and I have the ability to determine the desired result. You don't have to carry the burden of perfection because Yahweh has already prepared the way for you. Galatians chapter 2 says, for I for I through the law died to the law that I might live unto Yahweh. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of Yahweh who loved me and he gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of Yahweh, for if righteousness came through the law, then Christ died in vain. I I feel like I'm kind of running out of time, and so I won't jump into these last two points um, in as much depth. But what what I wanted to just touch on is the forming. Um, What your hands possess and what your hands form and mold and frame and, and take into a position of possession is going to be directly related to your vision of what you see and what you believe. So this last part is, is probably the most important. It is the breath. To, to, you know, if, if you were to define breathing, it's a process of, you know, you breathe in oxygen and you release carbon dioxide through a natural process, right? But as we engage the Hebrew letter, hey, a friend of Eber, we realize that we are carriers of power. And, and not only carriers of power, but we're also carriers of the presence of Yahweh. Sir Ian Clayton, again, he, he said that humans are the only creation that carries the breath of Yahweh. And he was the one that introduced this revelation to me about why you and I are called to govern creation, because everything that Yahweh spoke into existence was designed to be governed by the ones that he formed and breathed into existence, which are you and I. So, sir, Ian, I I just bless you for releasing that revelation. May it become so alive to you and I that we're not so lowly that, that we're just sinners saved by grace, but that we rise to a place of maturity and possess all that Yahweh has given us to possess because that is why he created us. That is what creation has been groaning for is your revealing. Creation has been groaning for my revealing that it may it may recognize Yahweh in us and come to life. So why is why is your breath important? For me, it, it it's because it requires something that only you are capable of doing. Something that carries who you are is is not only like you, but it's also of you. So in Job chapter 33, it says, The Spirit of Yahweh hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. So as we progress into the greater things that Yahweh has called us to, please remember that you are fully equipped to possess everything that Yahweh has 
is designed for you to possess. You are fully equipped. As we create, we make these dreams tangible. There's a process that requires of your life, and it requires for us to see, to form, and to breathe the way that it was intended to be. Family, I thank you so much for your engagement. Thank you for tuning in. I, I love receiving and, and listening to all of these podcasts, and I'm so honored to be a part. Uh, I hope this has encouraged you today to, to walk and hold your head high in the, the fullness and the confidence of who Yahweh has created for you to be on this earth in everything that you are called to establish and make tangible um, for, the, for the increase of His government in his kingdom, there will be no end. Family, we love you. Thanks again for engaging, and we'll talk to you next time.